0: wait, and wait, and baby, I'm TFC till I die.
1: Here we go again. Welcome mm-hmm. back, everybody, to another episode of Toronto Till I Die, the show for Toronto FC fans talking everything TFC. Uh this week we're discussing a wild back and forth MLS Cup final. Was it the best game ever? We'll have a little debate about that. Uh now that the MLS season's over, you know, let's talk about Toronto FC's offseason in general. You know, what's going on, what are the priorities? We'll talk a little bit about that. And finally, let's just wrap all the Canadian men's national team in bubble wrap, can we? You just get Canada Post, <laughs> Crown, Corpo- Crown Corporation, send all the bubble wrap out. Uh, mm-hmm. We don't want any more players getting injured. So we'll talk about some injury risks. We'll talk about... Obviously, we'll talk about Max Cropot a little bit, but we'll also chat a bit about Roster Drops because that's coming real soon. Uh, and we're also going to mm-hmm. answer all those burning questions that you have been sending us in, in Twitter land out there. Um, we have a jam-packed show, so let's get right to it. Uh, my co-hosts, as always, Michael Singh and Jeffrey P. Nesker. Gentlemen,
0: how was your weekend? Well, Jeff's trying to figure out his internet. <laughs> yeah, that was my, my whole weekend. It.
2: My, my whole weekend was, uh, was back and forth on the phone with my ISP trying to figure out my internet, uh, occasionally, uh, trying not to doom scroll Twitter as it dies a slow heat death. And, uh, and every time I did, I got Mikey, uh, sing at his other job, uh, with charms, uh, dropping bombs everywhere about, about this and about that and about retiring and, and, and so on and so forth. And then of course the, uh, The Saturday that was uh, the collective uh, heart, almost heartbreak of all of Canadian men's national team supporters uh, with a nice little interlude Sunday morning of uh, Arsenal back on the top of the table. I keep wanting to wear a kit, but I know that if I do and they start losing, everyone's going to blame me. So I think I'll wait until we win the championship. Or win the premiership, and then and then I'll wear an Arsenal kit on the show. Oh, you'll never wear
1: that Arsenal kit again.
2: <laughs> <laughs> all right, maybe yeah, I'll great. maybe I'll, I'll change my change my plans a little bit. But yeah, uh, all all in all, a pretty crappy weekend. I mean, didn't get to enjoy too much of the weather because I was on hold with uh, with tech support the whole time. But uh, <laughs> check it out, guys. Here I am. It's not flickering. My audio isn't cutting out. My wife can work from home again. Fingers crossed that, that nice. I that I solved the puzzle. I solved these riddles did, three. So
0: did you hear mm-hmm. that new Drake song? Or I mean he obviously dropped the album, but the song had the uh of Arsenal potentially winning the Premier League.
2: Well, oh no, we're it. doomed. We're doomed. Well I think it was Twenty One oh, Savage who no. technically
0: dropped the line. Okay, yeah, okay. We all know the we all know the Drake curse. Yeah, yeah. yeah. No, Drake no. Song. Sorry, That's
2: yeah. a bad idea. Why isn't he a Man U fan? Come on, Drake. He what he do you need to jump on this bandwagon phone? Yeah, yeah, he's an everybody fan and then they and then they lose. I think he's a Philadelphia fan and, and look at what happened to them over the weekend. So yeah, no, no, let's not let's not do the the Drake stuff. Plus, what does he want to have anything to do with me? I can't even pronounce his clothing company properly. I still every time I go to do it, I still
1: you know <laughs> I mean, what I yeah, mean? Like we you and I you and I were not gonna it's be just just letters, Jay. It's just the yeah. letters, guys. Just no, the letters. I, I want I
2: I wanna say Ovo. I mean what well, come Ovo. on, guys. <laughs> <laughs> come on but anyway it was like a anyway. bad
1: netflix series
2: yeah yeah it was about it, it really that was a bad netflix series um netflix series. i hope your weekends were better than mine
1: gentlemen That's uh all mine was good city, man. yeah man a lot of footy mm-hmm. uh, a lot of outdoor time too i found outdoor time with all that footy going on which is dope i uh unbelievable renegade canada swag um, oh sweet yeah, I'm going, uh, Sweet. I'm going with the Renegade, the Renegade line from the Canadian yeah. National Team.
2: I love that the Renegade line is from Adidas, which is potentially <laughs> yeah. a bigger company than than Nike. But that's besides the point. Did you uh, did you search it out at a deep discount or did you just drop the needle? And, and I know a buddy got it, it for me. Suck. A buddy got it. for OK, me.
1: so uh, good. So, stuff. I, you know. I, I just grabbed it uh, when I could because, uh, you know, I'm a renegade. So let's do. Uh, what's your loaded. what's
2: your report on, on that crew net?
0: What would it you is, give it out yeah, of it it 10? It
1: is really comfortable. Like I'm in my house mm-hmm. and it's warm up comfortable. It's great. Okay. Sponsored okay.
0: by Adidas. That's good. Cool. Yeah.
2: <laughs> Pause for the cold read. Um, one one good thing about my weekend is first time I've ordered Chinese food in a long time. And I forgot Ooh. that um it's, a two, this, no, man, it's oh, a two yeah. day affair. Nah, man. It's a two day affair. Like, oh, yeah. there is no way you're finishing that order the night of. Well, that's the it point. Is, it is. Well, I mean, I forgot. I was like, holy crap, how much lemon chicken is in this thing? It was like a <laughs> it was like a, a, bottomless pit of lemon chicken. And guess that's what? Why you guess it, man, what, boys?
1: You've got like days and days of uh, leftovers in the fridge.
2: Guess, guess what? But I think our order was crap. We got crispy beef, lemon chicken, and chicken balls, and a little bit of rice. That's a whole lot of stuff. Without any noodles or rice or that's stuff, what, we, get, we, you we oh, you you could could yeah, we went out of a, rice. Like, yeah, you got to get a noodle dish. Absolutely, absolutely. We yeah. screwed up. We screwed up. Yeah, Mikey, but. how's the weekend? <laughs>
0: <laughs> Funny, honestly, I'm, I'm <laughs> looking just weekend. Honestly, so <laughs> <laughs> you really, you really um, weren't. You really weren't. No, you know what? We went out on on Friday night. Like we did karaoke, me and a bunch of co-workers. Nice. Man, on video. I got I got so banged up that night. <laughs> that I was completely ridden off on Saturday. I haven't had one of those nights where, like, the next day you're just flat out, yeah, KO'd, like full on couch day. Which actually was amazing because there was a lot of soccer on weird eleven o'clock kickoffs. By the way, I know, mm-hmm.
2: yeah. yeah, it was a weird weird
0: 11 because they because we do the time change. I think it's the UK hasn't done the time change yet, right? So or
1: something, yeah, like that. yeah, something Usually like
0: that. Yeah, I don't know. It didn't it didn't make too much sense to me, but worked out um because it was a nice little couch day had some you know more sports to watch at night and saturday honestly uh or sorry sunday with the, the time change and everything like that I got up early to watch that that arsenal chelsea game jeff mm-hmm. and followed by my manchester united which i wish i could fast forward because that was mm-hmm. just brutal yeah that was pretty brutal <laughs> Um and then obviously uh Liverpool, which was a, a big win against Tottenham. So a lot of primarily yep, thanks, Liverpool. Then, yeah, seriously.
1: Seriously.
0: Mm-hmm. Um, so yeah, lots of lots of footy. And then I went out to uh I don't know if you guys have been there, but along the it's essentially down the lake shore towards Humber. There's like a nice little lookout that essentially you can see like the view of Toronto from the west end. Yep. So that was my mm-hmm. outdoors time. Did a nice little hike out there. And had a nice view of the city. So it
2: was good. Everybody got to go outside except for me. It was like Pando 2.0 for me. I was chained to my desk, listening to soft rock on hold for hours at end. Just getting more and more more upset. But uh, (laughs) yeah. How can you get upset? (laughs) How can you get upset with all that Michael McDonald
1: in your ear, man?
2: No, no. I can't get upset with Michael (laughs) McDonald in my ear. But when it was anything else, Michael McDonald is what kept me sane. Because obviously, what a fool believes is the greatest song ever written in the history of music. But it was all the other faff that I couldn't handle. You know, when I got the um, uh, "You're Making My Dreams Come True" the Hall and Oates thing, I was just—I was ready to throttle somebody I mean, that, <laughs> that on on hold music is 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 no good but i realize you said jam-packed show and we've talked about absolute bs for about 15 minutes yeah we're
1: talking too much premier league and all the good players mm-hmm. come from italy so let's uh let's yeah, get into yeah. it gents um all right so uh, this weekend, MLS Cup 2022 was on uh, LAFC versus Philadelphia Union uh, from Bank of California, which is soon not to be the Bank of California. It's getting a new title sponsor. So that's going to be weird. Of um, course it is. But yeah, uh, an yeah, enthralling game. Uh, 3-3 after full time, after added time. And of course, um, Philadelphia with maybe one of the historically worst penalties Um, unbelievable in a penalty shootout don't absolutely unbelievable uh and lose the mls cup uh to lafc who i think were like deserved winners if you look at the entire entirety of the season uh but guys just want to get your thoughts on a crazy like a a nuts final um that might be the best mls cup final we'll get to best game ever we'll we'll talk about that yeah
2: the 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 hyperbole is strong with this one i mean like it's certainly recency bias right like it hasn't even been a week you know what I mean to contextualize it. Was it a great game? Absolutely. Was it the greatest MLS Cup final in the history of MLS Cup finals? I mean, I'm a homer, so I've obviously got at least one that I prefer. Possibly 2016 three that I prefer. Well, I was at 2016, Ooh, yeah. and despite despite the ending, it you know uh, it was still pretty exciting. 2017 to me will always be the greatest MLS Cup final ever played. Um, but you know. In terms of in terms of enjoyment, yeah, that was a pretty bonkers game. It, it felt like uh, the El Traficos of old, and certainly, um, I think the icing on the on, on on the cherry on top is that the second string goalkeeper, the guy that had to sub in for uh, Maxime Crepo, who our uh, our you know our thoughts and prayers go out to uh, as he as he nurses what looks to be a pretty devastating injury, ends up getting man of the match. Um, just just the context, of that. I him. mean, he, he lost his job to Andre Blake. They bring him in, and, and I'm, I'm in like five or six text conversations across all the different social medias, and uh, and I can't remember who it was. I think it was my friend Gav who was like, "This guy's, this guy's finished, man. This is like, this is his career's over. He's going to capitulate." And I go, "I'm pretty sure they said on the broadcast. I mean, I'm not sure if they're saying it on the Sky rebroadcast." But this guy's like a PK specialist. He's an assassin for PKs. And then you add on the fact of where he came from and who he lost his job to. I mean, if you had written it out, it would have said, no, that's way too on the nose. That's way too on the nose. You can't do that. You can't have the guy that lost his job to Andre Blake sub in for injury for PKs and then just blank Andre Blake, who, by the way, was the goaltender of the year this year. I mean, that's it's just too perfect, but it's also way too convenient. And then that Gareth Bale header... My goodness. I mean, you know, I'd be willing to entertain the argument that he is worth—he was worth every bit of money, every bit of ink spilled, every bit of faff, just to come on as a substitute and do that for his team in, in an well, MLS final. Well, that's Scott why you sign him,
1: right? That's why you sign big-name players in this league that seem to be mm-hmm. over the hill, right? Like, that's why TFC go out and spend the money that they do in other mm-hmm. clubs, Atlanta, LA, New York, well, not so much... Uh, Red Bulls. But, you know, they'll go out and spend that kind of money because you it, it, okay, he could be crap for most of the year, but he can give you that one moment and you just win MLS Cup. like They were done, right? Before that. They header, were done. I they were, they were, done. were done. I
2: thought they were done. I thought I was going to be capitulating to Mikey because Mikey picked Philly. Like, sorry, you were right. I, I was wrong. And uh, uh, I'm telling you, you know, one of my group chats was like, "No, Bale scoring the equalizer," and I laughed until I started laughing for real because it actually happened. <laughs> uh, you know, listen, I, I, yeah, I could write, I could write an essay on 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 that whole situation. You know, do you it. don't have te- well, you don't you don't necessarily have teams in top tier leagues signing guys just to come in on an offhand chance that they're going to do that kind of magic. In a single elimination game, you know what I mean? And all I was thinking uh, was that scene from Dumb and Dumber where, you know, it's like, just when I think you can't do anything dumber, you do this and completely redeem yourself, which is, you know, is what I was saying (laughs) after bail, because he's had, he's, he's been, he's had a dog's uh, 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 season, you know, he couldn't even get on the field, right? Like how many times was he warming up? in the sidelines for like some academy kid i mean like, not academy even kid, but, like the some team, like down no the he, stretch, didn't. Right? Like, he, wasn't he even, didn't he it didn't look like he he didn't look like he was going to see any game action at all and i was very surprised that he got subbed in at that point he got subbed in for vela for for all the people to get subbed in for so obviously they knew something that we didn't because what uh what a magical moment and and i do think a hell of a lot of the hyperbole that's being spilled right now about how good this game was is off the back of just how wonderful a moment that was for Gareth Bale in Los Angeles. Go uh, ahead, Mike. City Tyler, football. You wanted,
1: you wanted to jump in here?
0: No. You know what's funny is we were talking about this on four four two today, and it, admittedly, Sharm, Sarah, and Albert—they're not the biggest like MLS watchers on a you know daily basis—but they obviously watched this final because it was on. Is on at a great time, and it was a final. Mm-hmm. Right? Yeah. And the one thing that we got to just talking about over and over and over again was Gareth Bale. Like Gareth yeah. Bale is what people are talking about. And if I am Don Garber, I am so happy. About that, oh, you that, could that. tell
1: MLS right there, yeah, 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 yeah. there. You see the guys in the MLS box being oh thank God thank, thank
2: god yeah yeah now the we now we don't have to do that. a post-mortem yeah yeah exactly i mean i'll he's tell gonna you this be there. It,
0: he's, he's gonna hmm? be there next season right it's not like it's just i don't think guy. so
2: i don't no? think so honestly i think that you know you retire off the back of a decent performance uh for your Welsh national team and that goal as your last club action that's a fitting epithet for for a, a great career
0: um you know uh, uh, I lost that's another thing, Jeff. The, yeah, oh, that's another thing. Gareth Bale will go down as like one of the most clutch players of, of all, all time. time. Like, he's yeah. had yeah. so many big moments. You think about the couple of Champions League games that he played mm-hmm. as well, uh, the moments that he had in those finals, and then you also this. And there's a couple other more tournaments that we were talking about today that Gareth Bale yeah. stepped up and and won big. And just he has to be one of the most clutch players. Of all so, time, Mike, can I ask this, yeah. Why do you, yeah? What do you think Gareth Bale is coming back? Uh, because he said he wanted to be here for the long term, I like hear as an LAFC, uh, because he's under contract and his bot turns into a DP contract next season, so I don't have a reason to doubt that he would be coming back. I still okay. think he has some I- left in the tank as well.
2: Oh, I, I don't, I don't disagree. I just, I just think that if he has even a a moderately good performance for Wales in the world cup, the temptation to go out on a high, as opposed to go through, you know, what's been a kind of cyclical story in his career of limited minutes and, and, and lots of doubt from, from the fan base and, and from his gaffer and stuff like that. Maybe he just wants to get off the ride and go play golf. You know what I mean? Like it, it, (laughs) it, it, it seems to me that, you know, if you have to, this is a great, ending narrative so the temptation might be too high for him in terms of just saying You know, this is what a way to go out, you know, go out on top Seinfeld style. So for sure. But I think like, yeah, yeah, he's
1: in L.A., you know, as soon as he arrives in L.A., he never speaks Spanish when he's in Madrid, comes to L.A. and does his first interview. It's in Spanish. I think he's actually kind of happy to be in the States and doesn't have to have the same spotlight as he would in Madrid or if he went back to the U.K. or played in England. So I could see him maybe coming back. Um, And then, of course, as a DP, I would suspect that he would start a lot more. Um, than he here's, did this here's, here's my issue. I
2: mean, if you're getting very limited minutes, right, but you still have to be in, like, match fitness, isn't that a slog? Especially for, like, a cult of personality like Gareth Bale. If he's not playing as a as a day-in, day-out starter and yet still has to train that hard at his age, wouldn't he just get sick of it? You know what I mean? But like, I
1: think, like, his character, like, from what you read about him, um, mm-hmm. it, 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 there's never been a question of like, does he want to train? Does he work hard? That's not, I don't think that's mm-hmm. a question about him. I think it really came well, he had a goal a really bad relationship with Madrid and and their sure. board. And and with and not Felix necessarily
2: not, and, his fault, but, not his but, fault, not his fault, no,
1: yeah. not his fault at all. In a lot of ways, so that, well, that's I mean, I I, I was saying
2: the opposite. I think he I think he antagonized them quite a bit while
1: he was there. But that's besides yeah, a little you know. bit. Of, it's Probably. a little bit of calling me, a little bit of call. Yeah, me. Yeah, yeah, I don't yeah. think like we'll, we'll move really quickly on, uh, off, off mm. of Gareth Bale. Um, just really mm. quickly into um something TFC fans are not going to want to hear. But was this the best MLS game ever? I mean, we're all biased. We, we, I think all three of us sat through that Montreal second leg semifinal. Um, Mm -hmm. A lot of us will have a personal attachment to that game and say that was the greatest of all time. Absolutely. Um, What do you guys think?
2: Well, I mean, you changed the question. It was, you know, it's being billed as the best MLS Cup ever. If we widen that, some people are saying MLS game ever game ever. Yeah. Absolutely not. Based on the because stakes. Because of that. Because, uh, I mean, based on the
0: stakes. Two number uh, one seeds going at it. league finally brings in Bale. They finally bring in Chiellini. They bring in all these superstars. And it's two contrasting sides, the way they were built. LAFC obviously buying a lot of names. Whereas the Union were, you know, building a lot of homegrown talent and building a, a roster, maybe conventional, unconventional. I'm not sure which really... Where it calls, has to be unconventional
2: like. because there's a lot of teams that don't spend that don't end up anywhere near Philadelphia's level of success. Right. So, so the, stuff, um, the
0: narratives are there,
2: yeah. But I mean, Eastern Conference semifinal or Eastern Conference final, two legs between you know the cold, firm Derby. Come on, I like I know it's it's <laughs> local Homer bias, but nothing's ever going to top that. That's also that. another thing, is yeah.
0: That was two legs, right? I think yeah. that takes away that the second leg is obviously like ridiculous. But mm-hmm. that also takes away from the, the argument a little bit because the second leg isn't as good without what happened in the first leg. Exactly. If and I also sense, think I you know, in
1: into in Mike to your point, you know, the the narratives that you talked about for this cup final, a lot of those transfer over to Montreal, Toronto. Two different teams at the time still in this is still to this day build their rosters in two very distinct Different ways, mm-hmm. right? Mm-hmm. One yeah. is going to always spend money, the other is looking for value. Um, and I think that, I think that just and, and also, I mean, you, you said drug in
0: 2016 though.
1: No, it like, wasn't that when
0: yeah, they getting was. Nesta, yeah, drug
2: yeah, game. yeah, drug was was uh 2016, absolutely, yeah, yeah but he didn't start yeah. the game, remember? He came, no, he didn't start like, the game, he came but I remember heckling him when he when he did a, a corner yeah. kick. But, but I that think ended up being his last action as a player. Yeah,
1: of course Drogba was uh, was a big money signing but I mean look, we had Javinko and Altidore and Bradley, and we brought in, you know, we brought in all these other guys that were MLS veterans and you know, they were really building a sort of a workman roster um in, in a lot of ways. So I think that still stands as to me the greatest MLS game and I guess it's mainly because I look at the first leg and the second leg as one whole 100-minute mm-hmm. sort yep. of yep. game. Um, this is a close second though, um, of games I've seen, because I I think that just in terms of the, the stakes you talked about, look, when, um, when Elliot puts in that goal, that third goal, I'm, I'm
0: like, LA's done. They're flat on their back, right? Did you guys see what Philadelphia tweeted after Elliot scored? Oh, yes. (laughs) Yeah. Elliot, like greater than Bale. Yeah. 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 That did not not age Yeah. (laughs) Yeah.
1: But, yeah, that's uh, a quick
2: delete. Yeah. Yeah. yeah.
1: But I'd be like that. I mean, I, I think just behind that, all I think that is it makes it a really great game. And look, you talk about narratives and storylines and big things around games like that. You know, you want a cup final for your league to have that, right? 100%. Um, and I, 1 like million I just, percent. I, you know, you're talking Mike about recovering from this weekend. Well, I was recovering last Monday from a cup final itself and it had its own narratives, right. And it had its own sort of, obviously not, maybe not at the same exact level, but in terms of, you know, you have this team that has won all the time versus this team that was dead last year before and came to the top in Athletical Mm -hmm. Ottawa um, battling in front of 15,000 people with one of the biggest crowds um, in CPL history, right? Like those narratives matter. Um, And I think, the reason that I'm still going to pick Montreal, Toronto is all the narratives around that game, even leading up to it, Toronto, Montreal, you know, it was going to be the first Canadian team to make an MLS cup final one way Mm -hmm. or the other. You know, it was just, it, all of that was building up the historical sort of rivalry between the two cities. All of that was building up Mm -hmm. to that two leg final. And it got, it was the first time also remember this is back when the Canadian men's national team were still not great, it was the first time you could really say that a football match in Canada really started to garner the attention of the broader nation outside of just the two cities that were involved. Because I remember the hype around that game, and I'm being like, "Why do all the like all these people outside of Toronto, Montreal are watching and caring and talking about it?" Like that was the first time I felt it really on a national level for a club match in this country. Yeah.
2: yeah. I mean I was going to bring up Beckham playing at SkyDome but that was more of a Toronto thing like in in the yeah. city proper you couldn't you couldn't get a ticket for any money at, at any price but but no it didn't it didn't have the same sort of uh legs nationally as as the Eastern Conference Final did. Um is, yeah is that just yeah, a I,
0: personal I, bias? Like, oh absolutely. It's so I mean? much of a personal like, bias. Just, the like, because because so much of a personal bias? Cuz we're t- Toronto Montreal. Is that cuz we're from Toronto and that is that cuz we're you know we're Canadian that we can we know what that means to the country and the nation. I, we're looking at this just from a soccer perspective too.
1: Mm-hmm. It's debatable.
0: Like it I mean that final was crazy. It, it was. Had every, it was crazy. Hundred percent. I the fact that it was a it was a final too. It wasn't a it mm-hmm. wasn't a semis. It yeah. Wasn't a quarter. It was a, it was a final. Yeah. yeah, it was
2: a win and go home and and you know, coming into this this what 10 year Apple deal, you're going to see you're going to see this game promoted to within an inch of its of its content just because it is a perfect stepping stone to try and 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 accrue uh, more fans especially as they make this change over to a centralized model. I mean, they they're they're like pigs in S at mls.com because they've got such a strong single game to to sort of use as as a as as a advertising uh, content so so credit to them you know it couldn't have worked out better for them
1: sure enough and mike to answer your question yes there is bias there obviously there is a bit of bias um there but i don't think that's necessarily a detracting thing from it like i think you can have bias but also objectively look at you know stakes were for that game i mean mls itself at the time was highly promoting this game um because i think seattle colorado was the western final at the time Mm -hmm. and and the major storyline out of that was tim howard i think was retiring but aside from you know that like the the focus was on that series um both from a canadian perspective but also from a league perspective as well um and and in many ways it's still called you know the greatest mls playoff game of all time it's up there right now
0: yeah. Playoff series, yeah. yeah playoff so of course, series, series. I mean, you're
1: going to have the misnomer between a final and a series, obviously, because one offs versus two exactly. legs. But, mm-hmm. um, I, I think you're right, I think it's debatable. But, I mean, I'm always gonna probably put Montreal Toronto above just above that. But it's close.
0: personally, personally, because I mean, it meant more to me, yeah, right? yeah. I it meant more to than me, you, 100%. yeah, 100%. Yeah. Like, obviously, this is all very subjective depending on who you yeah. talk to. Uh, if you're talking mm-hmm. to a bunch of TFC fans and a bunch of people who cover the team, you're probably going to hear yeah, you know, Montreal. just like, yeah,
1: the, the cup is here, greatest, greatest ever. Forget that <laughs> other one. That doesn't exist. <laughs>
2: yeah, yeah, yeah. Exactly, exactly. The 2015 Art- where we beat him 3-0 exactly. send him exactly. home packing. Um, so LAFC deserve champs. You have here six different teams do a Shield Cup double. Eighth time it's happened overall. Yeah, I mean, like I was saying to Mikey uh, during the Festival of Internet Pain, Last week, that was the show. Last week, uh, I, I felt LAFC were kind of a team of destiny this year, um, mostly because they had such a strange season. I mean, they were they were world beaters coming out of the gate, and then they upgraded and got worse, and then they had to figure <laughs> out how to play again. Uh, and you know, like like Matt Doyle says in in uh, in his post mortem for LAFC, they became a team that you can't game plan for because whatever box you put them in, and this is, I'm paraphrasing him, but whatever box you put them in, they find a way to get out of the box and still find a way to kill you. So, um, you know, that's crazy. But then you consider some of the stats on the other side, like that run of 11 games where Philadelphia was like, just massacring teams, just scoring like six, one wins, you know, like, like, I think they had like a plus 37 goal differential or something over, over a, an 11 game span. You know, that's a hell of a matchup, but, uh, and, and, and again, you got it in the rundown, a hell of a tough day for Philly to go from losing MLS cup in PKs to, to crashing out of the world series sucks to be a, a sports fan in that town, uh, over the weekend. But I have, I have an issue with even the question that you end this segment with, which is, was this Philly's last chance? Um, I'm not so sure. I'm not so sure. They've proven that they have a sustainable model with respect to selling on and, and re- re upping teams. Almost uh in, in they are almost Seattle in that way. You know, everybody always asks questions like, oh no, what's happening? Chad Marshall's gonna leave. Oh no, what what happens when Ozzy Alonso, you know, hangs up his boots or or, or moves away. And Seattle seems to be just fine at finding plug-and-play replacements. Uh, from various different different methods. And I think while Philadelphia doesn't have the spending power that Seattle does, they're going to be okay. Uh, you know, they, they they lose guys and they replace guys all the time. And then further to that, you know, is this Philly's last chance, uh, you know, bundled into the fact that MLS is changing? Well, I, I is it changing that much? I mean, we still had a bunch of teams that didn't land – you know, made bad bets on DPs and TAM signings that are now stuck with the same kind of bad contracts that we've been talking about over the last couple of years. You know, is this been such a sea change in MLS, you know, that in 2023, a team that's built such the way as Philadelphia has been built for the last little while will no longer be competitive? I don't know if I can say that outright. So...
1: Yeah, I I asked the question because there's been so much discourse on whether or not Philadelphia has to spend, or teams Mm. like Philadelphia, I should say, have to spend. And I think TFC fans have been using it in the context of this club and how we choose to build our roster but uh, no I don't think it's Philadelphia's last chance one they're not losing a ton of guys right a lot of guys yeah. are under contract that are main exactly guys on that team for and the
2: guys that stepped up this year are all young guys that yeah have and, and the guys are selling ceiling. like so, a
1: and pa- yeah. Erickson and McGlynn and stuff like that like they were on the periphery of the team yeah they're just selling them because they're young players that have some value have an upside that European clubs want them so they're gonna actually have money in the bank uh, not a ton. I mean, I think I think they're talking about Paxson Harrison going to Frankfurt for four million, maybe. But well, like, look at it.
2: Look at it this way, Mike. Like, we got rid of Prezo. I'm using Priso as an example, but I can use Schaffelberg as another example, right? Hmm. Simply because of the way our roster's built. You know, we've got guys in their position booked for the next five years, and the next five years is our window to be competitive. So, waiting around for the Schaffelbergs and the Prisos to develop into the mark anthony case that we can already get and be competitive just didn't work for us right it's a very different model than philadelphia where it's like you know we've got guys in the chamber ready to go like they're there it's an assembly line kind of situation and i'm i'm wondering what mikey singh has to say about that like because there has been a lot of chatter right like this is you know this is the last year that a team that's built along the lines of Philadelphia is going to be competitive in, in MLS 8.2 or whatever the case may be. And I kind of call BS on that. And I wonder if you agree.
0: Well, Philadelphia's this has been the narrative with Philadelphia every single year. And for whatever reason, they're able to defy the logic that is you lose so many players that are very important to your team, yet mm-hmm. you have guys that are able to step in and replace. It. And I think that has that's a really big testament to the system that Jim Curtin has put in 1, place. Million there, million percent. And and Aaron Tanner, yeah. right? Aaron Stanner is, is Aaron Stanner, yeah. Stanner too, but like a, specifically Jim Curtin because it's it's plug and play essentially, and the guys that are being put into those positions uh, really understand what they're being asked to do, mm-hmm. and I think that's that's huge for a young kid where you get that clarity, the instructions, and it's very. Uh, you know, there's not that much chaos. There's not much that that much unpredictability. Where mm-hmm. it's ironic, I'm saying that because Philadelphia's system is based off sort of unpredictability. Yeah, and it's kind of yeah. like the Red Bulls' light kind of system. Mm-hmm. Yeah, it is. But, it is. But uh, you know, for kids going in there, they understand what the job is at task. And there's not many teams in MLS that are able to do that on a consistent basis. Uh, deploying really une- inexperienced names and inexperienced youngsters and getting results. There's maybe the Red Bulls you can throw in that category, but the Red Bulls haven't won a playoff series. Maybe... And Graham
2: and Graham writes right here, which is the perfect postscript, but have they won a cup? Which leads me to the question, is their ceiling competitive, but when the chips are down, because it's a lot of young players that maybe don't have the experience in big game matches... If Gareth Bale
0: doesn't to... score a 128th minute header, we're not... Yeah, no, you're right. Season. You're yeah. right.
1: That's I've won so many... and, <laughs> Yeah. No, yeah, and I think right, and I, would, I, would, right. I would. I would also just temper that by saying, like, just because they didn't win MLS Cup doesn't mean they did not have a good season. They had a really yeah, great so, season. Sometimes I LAF ask rhetorical
2: questions season. like this to yeah. get yeah. answers that right. I wanted. Exactly, and, and I think LAFC, yeah. you know, they
1: pushed LAFC all the way to the brink to try to win the Shield. Right? They were. Mm-hmm. They, there was a good chance that Philly could have won the Shield because LA went on a dip near the end of the season and picked mm-hmm. it up at the end. So to say that, oh, well, they haven't won a cup. Yes, true. They did not win the cup. But right now they built a model that I think is actually going to keep them competitive for a lot longer than a lot of people think. They and,
2: and here comes and here comes Graham again with, but that's why you pay for the game breakers. So is the chink in Philly's armor that, you know, they can't afford a gear. They, they don't have the influence and they can't afford the kind of deal. Like Gareth Bale no, coming to you for a year on Tam. Think about because the, they're um, not LA. Names,
0: Yeah. Think about the number of names that were big name players and never succeeded in Major League Soccer. Like look at guys like Jared and big no name guarantee. player. Bastian Schweinsteiger, Steven Starr, Ray Rooney. Yeah. CVG, Frank Lampard, Pirlo. Like we mm-hmm. go through this list over and over. It's just a matter of it. The, it worked for LAFC, right? The yeah. ball bounced in their court on that specific yep. day at that specific moment. But this isn't to say every time you go out and you get yourself a Gareth Bale, you're going to win an MLS Cup. But
2: in macro, in macro, just do you think that there's there's something there's some validity to what Graham is saying? Is there is 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 Philly ignoring the one thing that can maybe the Drew Moore effect that can maybe get them the championship, which is having some more
1: elite veteran like in, in their lineup for just that moment? Yeah, and, and this was sort of segues nicely into sort of our next conversation, which is TFC's I off know season, it does, but uh, you know, uh, yes, of course, you want to get those kind of players to be game breakers for you, but you don't necessarily have to pay fifteen million dollars a season to get. That well, they player. can't. They they can't. can't. But you can right. also find you can also find DPS that are going to fit within the. Ecosystem of what you're trying to build in your club, right? A lot of mm-hmm. MLS teams have done that, and they don't necessarily. Now I'm not. Look, I'm, I'm not saying boo to Toronto FC spending that kind of money on Lorenzo Insigne. If you can do it, do it for sure. Mm-hmm. But if that's yeah. not the way you're building a club, then you can find. DP players, like look at like a guy like Hany Mukhtar, who's MVP, right? Look at like a guy like Sebastian Drusi, right? Like mm-hmm. you can find those guys that can fit in your system and then be really big impact players. They just don't all have to be Gareth Bale or an Insigne or Bernadeschi or things like that. Right? You can find other players that can do that. And, and Philadelphia have done that really well, right? They've, they've mm-hmm. found those guys that fit within their system and fit within their budget, who then get them to the top of the East and, in touching distance of a shield and literally a Gareth Bale header away from winning stupid, MLS Cup and doing that stupid, our- stupid
2: header and absolutely. St- I mean, that header had teeth and in f- clenched fist. I mean that yeah. it was only going in the back of the net. It was, it was so much fun to watch. I love, yeah. I love headed goals. Um, but yeah, yeah, I appreciate that because I don't, you know, as much as it, I, it, I get a little, iffy about the hyperbole, like best MLS cup in the history of the words MLS when joined together, fo- per, you know, followed by the suffix cup. Um, I also don't like the hyper, the sort of ri- reverse hyperbole where it's like, oh no, this was, this was Philly's window. I could make a better argument that this was Montreal's window because, you know, Wilfred Nancy may be out the door. They're losing, you know, Jordy Milovich, like the, their entire their entire spine is getting,
0: you know, and I don't know if they have a,
2: but I don't, but I don't know if they have a backup plan, right? Whereas with Philly, I'm pretty sure they do, and that's, they're just going to come back their, next year
0: and finish top three somehow. Which is,
2: yeah, that doesn't just we don't of, know how they're going to, you know, it out. It, it, and it, but but I have more faith than with Seattle because with Seattle, you know, having been an active participant in watching their roster reconstruction, you know, considering the the years that we were like joined at the hip in in Cup finals, I was always surprised that they could make it work every single time because it looked like their team was getting atomized every off season. And then they found a way, you know, losing valuable pieces that I, that I thought were irreplaceable. They found a way Philly. It's always like nip and tuck. You know what I mean? But I do think that there's some merit in the fact that they don't look for, or they don't feel a need for that assassin. You know what I mean? The guy, the guy that, that maybe comes in on a tan deal um, has some sort of fanfare behind him doesn't play a ton of regular minutes in the season, you know, a toss St. Ricketts for lack of a better word. He doesn't well, have to be Gareth Bale, right? Like, yeah. Like just somebody that's, that's that kind of electric sub, um, that can do what Bale did for, for LAFC. Um, as we move to TFC and I know we're going to do that cause I can see the, the grin of a segue coming up. Um, did we all watch Federico's, uh, uh, video to the fans?
1: I actually they haven't yet. I kind of mm-hmm.
2: know what it's going to be in it. It's Fede, yeah, feddy. It. It's good. It's Fede. It's Fede being Feta. Uh It's unbelievable, and it suggests to me that all of our conversations about uh, the team giving Fede more of... Am I, am I doing an OVO again? Is it Fede? Feddy? No, that's fine. Okay, because I, be, I don't want to be. I don't want to be the Okay, so so Fede. The F is silent. I'm going to just be hipster about it, but uh, uh, you know. That was once Michael Bradley's job, this sort of postseason mea culpa, thanks the fans, will be better next year, kind of public note. I remember Seba did it once. Uh, I know Mike. I know that Michael Bradley's done it a bunch of times, um, but they let Federico do it this time, which suggests to me that they're sort of listening to us. I mean, I'm not going to be that that eager megalomaniacal, but they're listening to the pulse of TFC land, and they're and they're sort of giving Fede a, a bit more heavy lifting with respect to being the face of the club, because um, it was Can unbelievable. I ask you guys something? Sure.
0: How do you think Lorenzo feels about that?
2: I don't know, and we were discussing this. I think on the episode that you missed, Mike, which is, um, does he like it? Do you think that he actually prefers? Not being the voice of the club and just letting his actions on the pitch speak for him, or do you or do you think he's pissed that you know he came here with all this fanfare to be the man, and it's very clear that he's bit that his that someone's shining brighter than he is
0: you guys asking me yeah
1: <laughs> felt like an ominous silence,
0: yeah it does yeah, no comment. No comment. <laughs> no comment. Wow. Uh oh. No Trouble comments. in the house. No well, how's his
2: English, either. Mike? I mean, I mean, can that's he even do thing, what, right? Maybe what it? Maybe that's it. doing right now? I mean, that's entirely unfair. If he's upset that that he didn't get to do that video, um, and he would have done it, you know, with subtitles and and a translator, and uh, it's not it's not the same thing. I mean, you look at the cut of the Feta video. It opens with him explaining that you know he's not very comfortable doing it in English, and he's going to do it in English anyway
1: uh which is kind of the thesis statement of the whole damn video. So yeah, I, I, like I'm not going to read too much into that right now. Mm-hmm. Um you know, we'll see how that progresses. To me it's you know, my 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 biggest sort of thing around that is okay, if you are pushing Fedd to the front, that's fine, you know, to me that that makes sense. He is more of that person. Now, I again, like what we were talking about on the previous podcast was just mm-hmm. you know, Personality. Some people are fine being that upfront guy, right? And like, I'm okay to do all the public shaking hands, kissing babies. Exactly. exactly. Some players love it, and a lot of players don't like it. Really don't. That's fine. Really, really don't. don't don't. I I just don't know where Lorenzo is um, until we kind of have an idea on where he is on that. Then I don't. I I would be spend too much time worrying about it. In
0: my opinion, I would be okay. Go ahead. It's a little tricky, right? Because he's beloved Napoli and we know he came over with the intention of being beloved here in in toronto so i just wonder if it, it's also tough because he went through a lot personally this year so yeah. you have to factor that in so i know people are upset yeah. that he doesn't do enough on camera stuff and maybe he doesn't connect with the fans the same way that Bernardeschi does but if you're Trying to measure yourself up to the bar that Federico Bernardeschi is, you're gonna lose that battle ten times out of ten because, Feddy is like the most likable person in the world. He's he's
2: he's he's the most likable person on the planet. Um, You can't. Here's here's my take. If if and again, uh, this is pure speculation, but if Lorenzo's mad that he didn't get that, and he's not desperately trying to learn English to the standard that Federico has done. I take issue with that because it's, it, it, it's like comparing apples and, and napalm. Right. Like, uh, and then I, I don't, I don't, I don't know. I don't know. I I can't, yeah, I, I, I can't, I can't,
1: yeah. I can't care. Like, I am not say I don't care. It's just like, look, if Lorenzo wants to learn English, he will learn English. If he does it, that's cool. What I'm mm-hmm. concerned about is, you know, are you gelling on the pitch? Right. Yeah. And at, at the end of the day, if you're gelling on the pitch and you're doing well, all that stuff, all that sponsorship stuff, all those messages, that will take care of itself in a way, yeah, right. Mm-hmm. Um, and that's and that's really the biggest thing, and I feel like that will be the biggest thing for him too, right? As he wants to be loved on the pitch first, and then yeah, all of comment, the actually. other stuff will happen after him. Ex- uh, yeah, yeah. But if he's Thank getting you,
2: pissed off. You know, it will affect. Well, we don't his know that for sure.
1: We don't know that for sure, right? Like, I, I
2: don't mean, know. Like, Mike, Mike just put the fear of God into me. Mikey Singh over here just put the fear of God into. <laughs> oh me. No,
0: no, no, I'm just talking. Come on, yeah,
1: it's, it's, yeah,
0: I, yeah. He just, he just, he's just throwing stuff out
1: there so we can like uh, that shitty, nah, like, like, that like, though. yeah, man. I like, like at the end of the day, like you know what? Trust me, he's going to be fine. He's going to have plenty of opportunities uh, to do that in the spotlight. It's just Bernadette. She came mm. here and he was electric right away. It you, that yeah. that happens sometimes, um, mm-hmm. but you know, off season started now, and we're talking about like roster building for Philadelphia. Well, this club has to do a lot of roster building and a lot of roster building around Bernadeschi and Insigne to get the best out of them. Mm-hmm. I know we talked about it kind of loosely in a few other episodes, but you know, now that the you know the postseason has officially begun, there's a trade window open now for forty eight yeah, hours. hours um mm-hmm. you know what are what are the three biggest priorities um for tfc this offseason um we kind of talked about them in loose ways um but if we want to put it together what do you think the the three biggest are
0: uh mike i'm gonna start with you uh well jonathan ozorio is obviously yep. a, probably up there is close to number one biggest priority for toronto mm-hmm. uh number two probably goalkeeping there's like mm-hmm. seven priorities. Yeah, um, yeah there's a lot th- of priorities. You can only victory three, three and a show can only be so long. <laughs> number three, your back line. And then also you need a striker and then you need midfield depth. You need more MLS players at the rest of your positions. And then you need to figure out what's happening with Mimo. Like mm-hmm. it's, 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 it's going to be a long, busy off season for Toronto FC.
2: So do we think we'll see any moves in this 40, uh, 48 hour
0: transfer window? I'd be surprised if there was moves in this 48 okay. training. like because because just because this is essentially a window before the expansion draft. This is for deals that was pre-existing or deals because of the expansion draft. It might seem like once... the behind the table handshake like
1: hey you know, yeah, don't and, this, and to... this guy but don't pick this guy you know like, yeah exactly yeah, correct Stuff
2: me if I'm there. wrong, this is not free agency. So this wouldn't be the opportunity to go, hey Sean Johnson, sorry about crashing out, and uh, the in the semifinal round here is a giant 16th. bag of money.
0: Okay, yeah, so no. then this
2: would just be for interleague trades, basically Correct. stuff that's been bandied about behind the scenes. That now you have forty-eight hours to go. Hey, we just made this. Uh, we just made this up. We pulled this out of the blue. We're gonna get this done. So, so sort of like a catch-all situation. Yeah, I wouldn't expect anything either.
0: Yeah. We'll see. I mean, we'll see.
1: Mm -hmm. Yeah. I mean, like there could be, I think in the past, what's happened. One is you're right with the expansion draft. It's a lot of, Hey, don't pick this guy or, Hey, we'll make this guy available. You know, we'll make a trade here, there. And then the second one is, Hey, we were talking about a trade during the window. Didn't work out, but Hey, let's sort of pick up the pieces of that now and see what we can do. Right. So there, that might be the one window where that might happen for TFC, but I mm-hmm. doubt it happens right now. I think there's going to be a lot of okay assessing what's going to happen in the free agent market. And of course, the big domino is what do we do with Oso or what happens with Oso? Because that which we don't know so until much.
2: after World Cup. Exactly. We're not going to know. And,
1: and, and in a lot of ways, it'll be interesting to see if Bob Riley kind of makes a decision, um, essentially mm-hmm. saying, like, hey, look, we're going to do this with the thought that you're not back. And if you're back, great. But, you know, we're going to. Move on getting another midfielder, or we are going to enact our plans to build around Fede and around Lorenzo. And again, if you're here, great. If you're not, okay. Um, because but then I, they I, would I feel spend like the money They would sp-
2: they would spend the money
1: that they would have ear- earmarked for him. If they did, um, I don't right? necessarily think it has to be TAM money, right? Like I'll, I think you start looking at depth first, right? You start looking at bringing in some of those depth pieces, and then you know you figure out your TAM and DP stuff based on what happens with Oso.
2: Yeah, Axis is talking about the Bustos tryout. Uh, I think that's really interesting because Bustos is most comfortable as a number ten, and we don't play with number ten. So the second I saw that rumor, he'd be a winger. I was he'd like, be a, he'd be a right-sided winger. Oh, he's not weird because we have no wingers <laughs> at all. Well, you, you know I mean, I mean? You're, if it's you're like,
1: going to, I see that as if you're going to play Jaden Nelson mm, as a midfielder this season, whether it's a starting so. position or as somebody coming off sure. the bench, and you're using Bustos as a as depth, right? Um, mm-hmm. But even then, again, we're not really going to know anything about Marco Bussos until if he gets called back in January, right? This was sort right. Of just but can you, do you see
2: him, him as an eight for a week an eight, six hybrid, or is this just him training with the team so they can take a look at? Cause I mean, he's, he's an exceptional player at a lower level in the CPL, right? Do you think he'd be happy with a Caden Chung kind of situation where it comes to TFC and sees, under 500 minutes in, in a season that can't be great for for his own personal development right and it's also not it's his preferred pay raise position big pay raise from what he's getting at cpl is that enough i mean i i thought players wanted to play i know that they want to set themselves up for life but i also think but they're not going to set it i mean they, they're
1: getting paid they're not going to get that paid like they're going to they're going li- to yeah. live a, and have a decent uh salary um okay mikey
2: what do okay. you
0: think uh about boostos
2: yeah, you can start uh, there. Uh, I sort of went off in a million different directions as
0: I'm one. Yeah, I mean I, I think it, it's a opportunity for both parties to to get to know each other. As I think uh I think even the CPL press release said that. Mm-hmm. Whatever article. I don't know if it's a press release. Um yeah, Bustos I love Bustos as a player personally. I think he Me too. I've always been a fan of his for a very long time and I think he would do well to be a depth piece in major league soccer is he okay with that yeah i think he would be as mike alluded to like but cpl players make what 40 50 000? like you're jumping yourself up to 80 something yeah if that i mean Bussos is yeah, I mean, a better one. so i'd preferred. imagine but but, made...
2: but aren't i mean aren't professional athletes <laughs> constantly aware of father time you know and it, and it, every move is measured both by in terms he's of what, money years old? Yeah, he's, but he's also still in young terms guy, of right? what it does with respect to their career trajectory. Like, no one wants to get caught in a hole of irregular minutes, you know, kneecapping their development,
0: well, right? I think okay. it's,
1: like, one of those situations where you kind of bet on yourself, right? Like, you're going well, yeah, to go course. to TFC yeah. and you're going you're to well, train there. Well, let me ask there. you guys something. From mm-hmm.
0: a Canadian Premier League perspective, where have players who've played in the Canadian Premier League have had successful careers gone on to play other than like what was the highest level of Canadian Premier League's gone to play? Like Chris, Tristan Borges when he went to Belgium and yeah, but he got into that was a tough that was yeah. a tough situation, was a tough that, was a situation. Tough that was a tough situation, situation. That, yeah. that was really yeah. tough. But is there another example like that where Canadian Premier League? No, I, I like think no, I think Canada's success
2: yeah, so let's compared let's, to Borges' move. Yeah.
0: No, it's, 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 it's a, mainly it's, been to MLS, so it's a right? Or MLS win. next. It's a big win oh. for Boostos, because there's yeah. only a handful of those players who make the jump from the CPL to MLS. Most of them and remember he, he for... started off in MLS. This
2: was a step down for him to
0: CPL, right? And if he, you think he... about like Mo Farsi, for example, who was a really good player in the Canadian Premier League, mm-hmm. all he was able to get was an MLS next pro contract. Right? Yep. So Getting an MLS contract, if you're able to, uh, I think that's a you take that no matter what. Like that's a big one. that's That's very that's, fair. You'll very very fair. Resume as a Yep, I'm player, trying. So. I'm just
2: trying to sit in his shoes and weigh weigh the the potential of less minutes, less. Yeah,
0: I'm sure. Kate and fair wasn't ideal, right?
2: Yeah. Versus versus money, etc. Cetera, etc. Cetera. And I think I agree with you. I still take the bet on MLS 10 times out of 10. Yeah, right, for as sure. As
1: opposed to a, a, another year in the season I don't think he has anything right. else. Like, I don't say he has nothing less in CanPL to achieve, but I mean, like, he's clearly a top player. He's already won a championship in the league. Like, mm-hmm. really, you know, where nope. else? Unless, I mean, he comes to Forge, right? Like, th- that's no, the only no.
0: <laughs> But like, He's I, even I, gotten uh, caps with the national team. Right. Exactly. Right.
1: So he has caps. So like it's from that perspective. Yeah, you make that move. And and here's the thing, like if you know, if you can start to build sort of depth pieces like a Marco's Marco Bustos, like some other players that could possibly be out there, you know, what would you define Toronto FC's uh, a successful Toronto FC's offseason? Like, how would you? How would you define success, or how would the fan base even define success? The, the, the dominant are two very sterile. different. I know those are two uh, very yeah. different things. Uh, yeah. But how, you know, what would a successful offseason to you look like?
2: Because
0: there's so, there so many. Yeah, off-season. I'm
2: curious to Mikey's. To, to me, Mikey's
0: it would be team. getting all the pieces that you want to get in uh, before training camp or during training camp, at least. Yeah, one hundred percent. Well, how many? How many pieces it. do you think that is? Well, that's a, that's a lot. I mean, there's going to yeah. be a lot of moving parts, and I'll tell you guys, like there's going to be guys who are leaving the club still that are still on the roster, Yeah. right? Yep. So you have to replace some of those guys. Then um, you have to bring in the depth pieces that you want to bring in. Like you're going to be talking double digits probably in, in terms of guys you want to bring Dude. in. I don't Dude, know if you're going to be able to bring in double yeah. digits. but
2: Let, Let's forget about the obvious areas of need, right? Our backline goalkeeper center forward right there's a potential we're losing kushito i mean mikey said it himself mikey mikey dropped that bomb midweek there's a potential kushito retires right richie's deal is not permanent yet which means we're right back to the beginning of last season playing kids in the in the in the outside back roles, which we do not we desperately do not want to do
0: well richie's here until june at least
2: yeah richie's here until june at least right which is you know
0: but Let's just make again, it permanent. I've, make it, I've make said it this all along. Yeah, I believe there's something in there that they can make it permanent. Yeah, money, money talks. Yeah, again, we'll see. Cup, yeah, again, we'll cup, see.
2: So, so yeah, it's it's we're almost in limbo because so much of so much of these roster moves will have to take a backseat to player performance or lack thereof in in the World Cup that's coming up in less than two weeks, which just feels strange to say out loud. Um, yeah, I, I agree with Mikey. I, I mean, I'd like to see the team make moves, but since so much of our moves are precluded on the performance of certain guys on the roster that, that are going to be featured in the world cup, I think patience is the word of the day. Unfortunately, uh, I wouldn't expect the club to make too many, bro- uh, big moves that would potentially take money away from from the players that they would like to re sign that that you know wanna want to apply their trade in Qatar. Would you agree with that, boys?
0: It's just Jonathan Osorio you're referring to?
2: And Richie now.
0: Well Richie it doesn't really affect like the only thing with Richie is if he has a good World Cup, does European options open once again. Exactly. That's legitimate exactly. European options, Leg- right? But that doesn't exactly. affect TFC's budget he's making the same amount of money he would have made
2: true. regardless. But if right? they made the move permanent, they would have to sign him to a new contract, right? And that would change his... No, not necessarily. I don't
0: okay. think so. Okay,
2: okay. So, so yeah. Right, but, yeah. I mean, okay. I, I, tell me I'm wrong. Do, you, do we expect TFC to make big moves before the World Cup is over?
1: Um, yeah. I, yeah. I, I f- yeah, I figure some are going to have to happen, right? You're going to have to get some guys in before january right like there is a a window between when the world cup ends and sort of the beginning of january where nothing really happens right
0: Mm -hmm, because mm
1: -hmm. people are on holidays and all that kind of stuff so something's gonna you're gonna have to sign players you do not want to be doing all of this in january right that's just hectic um so you're gonna want to get some things lined up especially in the free agent market um before the world cup is done do i think the bulk of it's going to happen before january no i think you're going to get some answers but um a lot of that will sort of kind of happen in january once sort of the dust settles in the world cup and who's where and things like that cool cool i think i buy that um all right we got a lot of different mls silly season so we've got okay so we've got a trade window we now have the expansion draft that's coming up which we do have to protect players from mm-hmm. november we didn't have Olympics. anybody did we have any we didn't have anybody picked last year right yeah no. no okay so we do we then our players are available um i don't know who they pick but okay we'll see who gets uh selected uh and then <laughs> not if many anybody gets elected I, I don't I, I don't really see it either um, mm-hmm. and then, but, free but I mean, there's
2: still strategy to this. You don't like, you don't true. want to put Mavinga on there and then lose him for $50,000
1: in Garber bucks. You know what I mean? Why? He's out of contract. Oh, yeah, true. Yeah, it, it wouldn't, it wouldn't. There's yeah. not
0: many that you need to protect.
1: And I don't yeah, think, yeah. And, and they Fair would point. The thing is, Fair point. pick him up in the expense room. You have to sign them to what they made last season, right? Yeah. yeah. So I don't know a lot of teams right now who are going to sign Chris Mavinga on the same money that he was on last season.
2: Fair, fair.
1: So, so yeah, there should I, be there should we'll be a, a, a stress expansion yeah. draft for us unless we yeah. expose one of the kids, right? Like I, which I, I don't,
0: I don't think, think you even can. They're not eligible. Oh, because they are homegrown. They're home home not eligible. Yeah, yeah, yeah. 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 Okay,
2: never mind. So it, it would be gonna, an I, interesting list. I think we're going to have a lot of thoughts on that on that list. Yeah, yeah, yeah. As it rolls
1: closer, and then then free agency is on the fifteenth. That opens on the fifteenth. Correct uh the 17th i've got yeah yeah oh really okay and then we what but it's oh yeah reallocation draft is
2: the 17th yeah, yeah 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 gotcha
1: yeah. And then mm-hmm. there's, and then there's free agency that opens up once reallocation's done. So yeah. wonderful, wacky world of MLS off about to begin. Wacky. Be all the drafts, all the drafts are mm-hmm. happening. Super Most dramatic off season ever.
2: Yeah. Yeah. yeah.
1: And uh, TFC is going to be in the middle of it. So we'll, uh, we'll keep an eye on what TFC is doing in the off season. Obviously um, we'll see if we can win a third uh, off season of the year award. Uh, Cause I think we've won it twice. So uh, let's go for that trophy. Um, -hmm. nice. Another, I I, those don't count as stars on the shirt, but they should. Um, all right, let's quickly go into some kms national team talk. Um, as we as we sort of round out the show here, um, prayers up for Max Caprol. Obviously, we talked about it earlier in the show. Um, yeah, nasty nasty injury. Yeah, Uh, Mm -hmm. I'm really happy that the uh, the, the broadcast did not show it again. Um, which was, was really good because it was not good the first time watching it. No yeah, watch no, it was it bad. It was bad. Um, but it was great to also see that uh, they put him up on the big screen at Bank of California um, afterwards celebrating with his winner's medal. Um, you see him hyping
2: cool. up the crowd as he was being Yeah, no, That was adrenaline, yeah, yeah, buddy. Yeah. That's adrenaline. Yeah, yeah, yeah,
1: yeah. That busted yeah. Leg- <laughs> um but to yeah, congrats yeah. To probably James Pantamas because he's probably gonna get the ticket to Qatar. Um in So it'll spot. be it'll be Boran, uh uh Saint Clair and Pantamas. Uh, that would be my guess. Um in terms what of about the, the... Lut... was it Luttweiler. Mm-hmm. Oh Luttweiler? Um Sorry, get... okay, maybe, maybe a shot for Luttweiler, yeah. but I feel like I feel like Pantomus has been in more camps. Um Me too lately. Me too. Yeah. And he's and he's heading off to Bahrain, right? Like he's on the roster for Bahrain. So yeah, yeah. But
2: so as Hassal, that was announced this morning. Yes, so good yeah. Him. And
1: Thomas Hassal from the Vancouver Whitecaps yeah. is uh, taking Max Grapo's spot on the roster for the friendly of Bahrain on Friday. Um, Mm. So uh, good news. We're going to see the Canadian men's national team back in action against Bahrain on Friday in Bahrain. Mm -hmm. So they're using, you know, a lot of people were asking like, why Bahrain? Like, why are we playing one? It's outside of FIFA. Climate. So climate Climate. and outside of FIFA. we know. So um, officially you're not going to see any of the European players because they're still going to be with their club teams. But a lot of this is for the North American based uh, players so that those that might be Having a shot a to the 2026 20, yep. roster will get a match in before uh, the team is announced. And the team uh, is going to be announced on Sunday morning at 10 a.m. on TSN, apparently, um, as, as I'm hearing. So I uh, got some great news about that in the um, outro. So we'll, we'll talk about that in a little bit. Um, nice. But lastly, um, just in terms of this, um, wrap all the players in bubble wrap for the next.
2: What did they months. expect, man? What did they expect to moving moving the World Cup cycle to accommodate Qatar, uh, and then playing a World Cup in the middle of most players' domestic seasons? What were they
1: expecting? Like obviously you know? you can from a Canadian national team perspective, we're talking about that, but I mean like some mm. of the biggest players in the world also, like the players you want to I, see I, in the world Cup. Yeah,
2: I'm not even talking from a Canadian yeah. perspective. I'm talking from an international footballing perspective. It's like multiplying zeros between the fixture congestion that we've had to deal with off the back of the pando leading into this unbelievable shenanigans. You know, I'm surprised anybody's going to be healthy. You look at the list of players that are injured for their respective national teams, and it reads like a best 11. You know, at, at Fonzie... Uh, Knock on all the wood but had had Fonzie gone down uh you know it's 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 just insanity I I, 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 I did cry I I was crying (laughs) on Saturday I was like do I even want do I even care about that's it I was like I was I I was like I don't know if I like soccer anymore honestly like there was an hour (laughs) where I was like do I want to do this to myself anymore like this is years of my life and now you know this stupid game against Botcham and and he's not going to He's not going to play in a the World of... Cup. Like, do you, where that? Who did they? Who did he play against? The the game. It was. Uh, I. Who cares? I, I, don't, it was, I don't even know. But, you know it a, yeah, it exactly. Awesome. Who it cares? Talking, by the way,
1: but oh, like, awesome. um, but also mm. like, he goes down. Then, then what happens to Crepeau? It just. I'm like, oh my yeah. god. Right. Like, yeah. yeah. You, you must think about other FAs around the world just looking at their players. Being, you can't. Oh god, you cannot ask
2: crazy. domestic clubs in the in the in the thick of the season that are about to take a break. Where everybody's going to get rusty, potentially injured, to let national team players who are traditionally the best guys on your squad because they've been selected, they've been capped by their national teams to sit out two weeks of competitive no, football. No, no, it's just not going to happen. Yeah, we, so, yeah. we joke
0: about this all the mm-hmm. time on four four two. Like if you're yeah. one yellow card away from a suspension and you score, and you a, score a, goal, a goal, you're taking your shirt off. 100%. Shirt's coming off. Yeah, not only yeah, that, tarps if, off. If, if you. Yeah. your teammate scores a goal you're taking your shirt yeah. off yeah yeah yeah, yeah. yeah 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 do whatever you you're, can you're, to get that what what do you do you ne- have whatever. you never like,
2: seen like, the studs oh, on my on my cleats before because here they are i'm sliding into you give me that red card like <laughs> or, absolutely oh, man I absolutely. pulled up and
0: i have a tight hamstring all of a sudden guys, yeah i can't play next yeah. game yeah I, yeah I i think it, the next wild. two
2: weeks you're going to see dark arts the likes of which you've never seen before and it Obi-On, sucks though yeah because
0: we're, no, gonna have, we're gonna have a World Cup potentially without Sun. We're gonna have a World Cup with potentially without Pogba. No, not without beer. No Pogba, no content. No beer. No Varane. Yeah, no beer is just that's a yeah. huge factor. Yeah, know, yeah. yeah, yeah. Um, there's yeah. there's a lot of players that are be missing. and It's the first time really because it's in the middle of the season that we're talking about injuries in this regard. There's mm. always injuries that happens, but it's usually yeah. major injuries. Yeah. These are yeah. literally it, knocks before a World Cup that exactly. could keep you out. Exactly, yeah, and usually
1: yeah. during that period, usually the season ends, and then you have a, a couple of weeks right before you play the World Cup. Also, to usually, ramp up you know, training
2: the... with your national yeah, side, like there's nothing, leaving, there's literally the least no time you got a There's enough, the World yeah. Cup there's starts. time to yeah. check in, unpack your bag, put your kid on, and go out and play in front of uh, one billion. Did you guys people. see what it's, messy pool, uh, mental. mental.
0: Messi Messi just told this coach. I mean, it it helps because you're playing for PSG and it's Liga, and PSG is going to win that league blindfolded nine times out of 10. Shout Mm -hmm. out, Jonathan David. Mm -hmm. Um, But he essentially said, I'm not playing the next two weeks. I'm going to Argentina now and preparing for the World Cup. Wow because you can't that's goats yeah. like you can't like, fun, like, that's, like that's how many can do that though yeah, 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 how yeah. many players yeah. in the world can do like, that, right do status yeah you can five. do that five, like, five like, players Ronaldo in the world can, can do, do that, that. Well, Ronaldo like you, would you can't just like, like anyway. arsenal played yes. arsenal played chelsea this weekend you can't miss that match if you're arsenal they're, yeah. they're going to yeah. the league yeah. title yeah, like yeah, every yeah. single player in Arsenal has to go into. You can't back out of a fifty-fifty challenge. Yeah, like yeah. You're no. playing I mean,
2: I mean. Luckily, Udegaard, uh, you know, Norway didn't make the World Cup, and there's a bunch, you know, there's there some guys there. <laughs> but like, you know, at the end of the day, hot like it, it is mental. It's mental, and I hope that FIFA never does anything this stupid ever again. I That's really so like. It's so stupid and it's I paper, will be man. celebrating don't hold, don't hold when people it's are me, like, bro. when reporters are like, God, they promised air conditioning and it's hotter than the 10th ring of hell in the stadium right Those, now. Th- but they and do the have players, air conditioning. I just don't know no, but, but help. No, but they're right. not working. They're not. It's not working. Like they haven't been able to figure out how to make it work. But so, guys,
0: the positive. Unless um, mm-hmm. players are going to be healthy. Not gonna, yeah, They're gonna go. be healthy. Yeah, let's yeah, play. yeah. yeah. I mean, because we're all waiting for Ryan
1: Hollings head to, you know. Yeah, yeah, yeah. yeah. It's it's
2: it's, it's it's tough to. I mean, obviously, I'm I'm over the moon. Like we've got a World Cup that we're playing in, in in two weeks. You know, yeehaw. But yeah, the the you know the specifics of this are completely insane, and it's just it it it's not a good look for the game, the beautiful game. Uh, you know, hopefully the tournament will be something of quality, but it's just. It's too much to ask for these guys, and uh, and uh, oh, there's a Graham Reed is saying there's a FIFA corruption documentary on Netflix this Wednesday. Well, that's not today. I want to watch it after I finish today because I had a day off. To don't, deal don't with worry. With, a, with, uh, with my ISP. There's so.
1: a lot of um, look. This is this is uh, you know maybe we'll talk about it in a future podcast. I don't want to take up mm-hmm. too much time to talking about it right now, but mm-hmm. I mean, if Canada weren't in this World Cup, I don't know if I'd be watching. And, yeah. um, and, and. It's, it's it's a World Cup. Conflict. I'm gonna watch it. Yeah, to I'm gonna watch. watch. Yeah. it? Yeah. Yeah. I gotta watch. But like, you no, know, even if they it's,
2: weren't, it's a World Cup. I'm watching yeah, it. Like, I don't know. I like, do watch, guys. I, I, I don't
0: know. Know.
2: Watch. Yeah, this of course you would
1: have watched. Yeah, but
0: you're I the mean, host <laughs> of a soccer <laughs> podcast.
2: I'm not gonna watch the World Cup out of spite. Whatever, buddy. Know, you're watching. I got. I got. I got. Yeah. Hey,
1: look. Hey, North America's got issue too, and we hosted. Yeah, and
2: nobody's perfect. And I can't believe I'm using that as an excuse because it's
1: an evil empire. But that's besides the point. Like, all right, boys. Let's. Yeah. Yeah. Let's wrap it up with these uh, these last burning questions here from. Uh, oh, I like them. I like them a lot. The Let's fandom. Go. So uh, we we talked about this a little bit. This comes from Dave Pinto. Just with mm-hmm. reports of Chris Chito likely retiring, are we in a better spot today compared to one year ago? He goes on to say, mainly I see us needing seven to eight starters signed. A goalkeeper, tire back line. Um, Richie, only seven he, eight well, starters <laughs> uh, yeah, one to yeah. two mids uh, and a striker plus backups depth pieces on top of that burn so the whole about team bit. down let's sign let's sign let's sign 11 new players guys. yeah, but, yeah, yeah, like, yeah, yeah. What, what, I mean in terms of that um, I'm interested in sort of that compared to last year because I think we've talked about this before right like less in theory less answers mm-hmm. To sort of address this offseason than we did last season, but one hundred percent to sound like that may not end up being the case. There's a
0: lot of questions. Yeah. There's a lot of questions,
2: yeah. but I will see you. There's a lot of questions. Is Jefferson Salteldo on the books this offseason? Yes nope. or no? Nope.
0: That's the biggest. We're thing. already
2: we're already better, boys. We're already better. <laughs> um, no, I I think Dave, listen, we're we're in a better place. We're in a better place. We absolutely are. We've got a year of Bob getting comfortable and his desk. We have a head coach. We have a head coach. (laughs) He's had a year. Uh, Hopefully, he's he's got a big list of mistakes and a big list of things to change. Again, last last off season, we had a bunch of question marks besides a ton of kids. You know, this guy's going to be the next Alfonso Davies. No, this guy's going to be the next Alfonso Davies. No, this guy's going to be the next Alfonso Davies. Now we know potentially all three of them aren't going to be the next Alfonso Davies, which I think is sitting better than we were last off season. Um, we made a huge splash signing Lorenzo. We and we've and we've surrounded him with Berna at least. You know, Crescino may be gone forever, but we now have a ironed out plan we've got a window of these guys until their contracts expire that we have to maximize to be competitive i'd say any which way you look at where we are sitting now versus last offseason we're in a much better place and I, I i don't know if you guys agree with me
0: i agree with you because bob bradley spent a lot of this year undoing what ali curtis did uh behind the scenes right a lot of stuff 100%. people don't see mm-hmm. right and, People, a lot of people don't know that, that place on, was in the, tires. Oh, on, no. God, Pull the Pull the Jeff Kamar Lawrence, yeah, yeah, yeah. Still nice on, on the books. Kamar <laughs> <laughs> Lawrence <laughs> is still on the books for Toronto FC. Um, so is Oro, right? Dom Dwyer, there's still something going on there. Oro, obviously, Josie Altador, right? A lot of this was moving out contracts, probably weren't going to be able to get rid of, um, mm-hmm. but they managed to do that, and now heading into this season just from a cap perspective they're in a better better place and We also have a core of players that are in place if you include mark anthony k into that mix obviously lorenzo and, and federico yep. um god why can not do there's there no more or richie i'll throw into that mix mm-hmm. so i guess that's four players it's not that many <laughs> but they still have they the core and they have a bunch yeah. of young players who have now have a year uh, of MLS play under their belt who yep. are going to continue to grow and continue to develop. And from that perspective, you know, you can see sort of a framework last year. You were trying to carve out framework and trying to yeah. figure out what exactly this team was going to look like. At least now we sort of know and we have an yeah. idea, but yeah, don't get me wrong. This off season is just as important, if not more important. Than last offseason in terms of getting well, yeah. back on track,
2: one hundred percent because because you know there's a lot less conjecture. You've got a, you know a lot more of what you're looking for, and so you have
1: to hit those targets this offseason. Absolutely, absolutely, right. absolutely. perfect. Yeah. yeah, you guys accomplished pretty much everything I thought about there. I mean, the mm-hmm. one thing I will say is yes, we're better, but I mean, the to me the the level's not that much better. Like we have a manager, we have two DPS in that we know we can build around. Um, and a little bit of a core. But there's so much that needs to be filled. And let's have this conversation in like, you know, early February before the season starts. And we'll see where we're The beautiful we're at, thing is is that, that we're point. going to
2: because we're here every week. So, hey. yeah, absolutely. Um, absolutely. All this right. is Next, my
1: favorite. I love
2: this one. Yeah, I, I here's have a real answer, answer for question. this one.
1: So, why does it appear that tr- TFC, uh, basically paraphrasing this um, from Michael, just why does it look like we don't? do as well scouting South American talent. Uh, Michael Rojas goes on to say most MLS teams have a bunch of young South American players, most of them on the cheap, quote unquote, but seems this is an area that TFC historically has been bad with. And he's talking specifically about MLS playoff teams this year. So I'll let you guys jump with that.
2: Okay. Wrong, 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 wrong. Um, In our recent history, we have gone the South American route. We tried to have a, a relationship with uh, uh, Independiente and they wanted millions upon billions of dollars for Lucas, J-H-Y, Jansen. The issue is, is that most MLS teams have a bunch of young South American players, most of them on the cheap. That's not how TFC does business and that's not how we're known in the international market. We buy expensive players. So we can't have it both ways. We can't be the swoop in. Uh, uh, you know, but but to say that we haven't uh, explored that market is is false because we have in many ways. I mean, we tried to get the it. it, it um, what's the team that Gyardo came from? We also had a Eric's situation Ben-Gardo with them, and yeah.
0: Jefferson's Hotel, though, yeah, yeah.
2: We also had a relationship with those guys. The fact is, is that they haven't hit, um, because we're operating at a much different price point than most MLS playoff teams have, and I hate speaking in binary, but I'm just saying that.
0: I also don't know if that's true. That Again, I I don't like speaking
2: in binary and that's why, that's why I'm using the air quotes here. But I also think that, but I also think that, uh, that uh, TFC exists in a different tier with transfers than those teams do as well. So they're not looking to offload maybes with us. They're looking for big picture deals because that's what we're capable of so we don't we don't have we don't even sit at the same table we don't negotiate the same kind of deals so i think it's an unfair comparison
0: yeah i like i like the question a lot it's actually something i've wondered about too uh why they don't maximize that market too because you can get players who aren't dps aren't allocation money players from south america that are good players um Obviously, the number of international roster spots is a huge restriction on that. And when TFC Mm -hmm. are able to go out... That's a great
2: point. That's a great point because we have a different international roster configuration than American teams. Yeah, which one
0: actually benefits us now this year. Um, So hopefully maybe that's something TFC will utilize. But when you are able to go to the Italy's of the world and get players from Serie A, you're taking that 10 times out of 10 as opposed to... To, to south america right yeah um yep. but i i would I, I agree i think tfc should explore that market for maybe some cheaper deals to get some more quality players i keep coming back mix. to
2: lucas Janssen which was you know this was when greg Vanny saw three man city games and decided he wanted to play 433 forever and we brought lucas yanson in on a loan from independiente we wanted to bring him in on max tam. But the salary that Independiente wanted was a DP through and through and through and through. Do you know what I mean? I just think yeah. that that's, that's, the, that's the eventuality that we face being an MLSC enterprise. Which yeah, is, I would... You know, we can, we can take floaters, but when push comes to shove, they're going to want money that puts them in rarefied air. And we don't have the DP spots and we don't have the max tan money as well.
1: Yeah, I think the situation's and, 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 you know, a little it, bit different though now, right? Like I think, yeah. I think and this is, um, it's funny, Ali Curtis of all people is the one that brought this up during the pandemic, is that you're looking for market efficiencies, quote unquote, mm-hmm. Um, mm-hmm. which is just really business football speak to talk about how can we find players in markets that have produced good fo- footballers on the cheap. Uh, yeah. And and right now, Argentina is kind of in that situation. There's a lot of things happening economically in the country, and specifically mm-hmm. with the league. Um, well, that's why and, we that's why we 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 cleared out Syria's cover, right? Like that right. that league post and, and that's was, where and I think that's yeah. what you're talking about. Like at the time, yes, Independiente de Valle could ask for DP money for you, you Lucas Hansen, right? Mm-hmm. They can't do that now. Um, and, and that's simply just due to, to the fact that, you know, if you want to make a deal for a player, um, mm-hmm. you're going to have to sort of play in MLS's ballpark. And and the other thing is, is at the time, Argentina, maybe Brazil can say this still, the, the city on Brazil, but, um, you know, MLS is arguably in terms of maybe not quality, but in terms of just stature and money, bigger mm-hmm. is a bigger league. Uh, Absolutely, And therefore, a lot of the players there now see MLS as a way to, as a stepping stone to get to Europe. But that's Elite Brazilian now, players right? don't play domestic. No, it is happening oh,
0: We're living through yeah. that. We are living yeah, through that. Right? And yeah. that's yeah. where I think
1: yeah. TFC is in a much better position to potentially do that than they were back in
0: 2016. That's a good 18. point. That's a really interesting topic. That's, that's a, a good question. That's a good point. It's a great topic. I think Green so too. I think so too.
2: And I agree with you boys, but I do think that, you know, for me, it's a fool me once. Like, would you want to keep doing business with teams that just see you as a big bag of money and are unconcerned about what it does to your roster situation? I, I think we're always going to kind of be like, we,
1: we throw big money around, and therefore, we'll clubs then, will see us as a as a. And winner then winner. and then and, and then we
2: can, and we make it a buyer's market, right? We can throw the money around that it's like, well, if South America is going to charge us Syria prices screw them. Let's go to Syria. Yeah. Where the, sure. the other people can't. Right. So I, I think I, I honestly, I don't, I honestly don't think that. Yeah. But Al Miran was, you know, he's a unicorn.
0: That's a he's unicorn. He's a unicorn. And he came. Though. Yes, yeah. He shout out Al Miran, but
2: it still took him three seasons to get comfortable at Newcastle. Right. Like, um, listen, you said it best. And I'm, I'm just repeating you. And, and the fact of the matter is, is that if, the South American clubs see us as a bag as a as a bag full of money and overcharge us. Why not overpay for elite players from even more elite leagues, which is what we appear to be doing, right? I think you could flip that question and say, but like, you Jeff, know, you're the one why said, why should go ahead?
0: You're the one who said you don't like talking in binary terms, right? It's, this isn't going to happen with every single. No, you're right. Less, you're right. right. South you're South right. American you're well club, right? well
2: put. Well put. And well put. Maybe our scouting different. just needs to be better.
0: Yeah, as Mike, says, maybe as Mike it's said, simple as times, maybe, maybe it's a scouting thing. Maybe yeah. you know, it's just a, a market TFC haven't explored enough. Um, but it, it is interesting because, I mean. Super interesting. right? Because because there are a lot of teams at MLS that are taking advantage of that market. And as Mike but said, I would they also say, a pandemic. Mm-hmm. Yeah, go
1: ahead. I would say like a lot of those teams in MLS are taking because they have populations and this, that that kind of catered a good to that, point right? Too. And therefore it's a the good point, a lot but more I, comfortable to like go to. Whereas Toronto, like like yes, we know there's a lot of you know South American people that live here, right? Mm-hmm. But like though like, a lot of the markets in, in the US are are playing up to that, right? Are able to say, yeah. like, hey, yeah. you can come here and you could basically have almost a bet
0: you don't have, a, have to speak higher English, standard of life and Spanish. also have a lot of people yeah. that speak Spanish,
1: yeah. right? So from that perspective, I, I think that's out there, but I think that will slowly change. And I think yeah. that Toronto FC will be willing to go to South America, but I do think they're not going to be looking for like, they're not going to be looking for like an 18 year old kid to develop and then potentially sell on. If they are going to go no. to South America, they're going to go and get a Gabigol, right? Yeah. Um, and, yeah, and, and yeah that that I agree. Kind of I agree. Which, which I, 100% I would agree. love Gabigol on, on TFC. Yeah. Yeah. Gabigol as a just, striker on TFC. Oh, be
0: amazing. Just yeah. quickly. Do you guys think, seeing that they have two Italians that are going to be the core of their team, that it matters if they go out and bring in players who played in different parts of the world and mesh it all together. Would you rather go get players from the same area of the world? Like, would you rather guys bring in more Italians as opposed to considering how
2: tied to a specific tactical ideology and how proud of that ideology most Italian footballers are, I think it's a danger to model UN it when we are building we're trying to build a competitive team a a binary, on the back no? of two palli- <laughs> <laughs> Again, it is, but I do think it's a danger. I, I yeah. and, and I, could, I could I could argue yes. the contrary. Yeah, I, I could argue the contrary just as easily, but I do think it's a danger. I've said as much with the case of the disop- the, the, the amazing disappearance of Jesus uh, Jesus human as his form, right? Maybe it was simply a, a clash of cultures there, right? You know the sort of the the Spanish football tactical news versus the Italian football tactical news, which but at happens. at the same time, you, like, yeah,
0: sorry, but like the men's now. No, no, go ahead. It just got me thinking. My my brain going here. No, the please, men's I love it team, when one of the biggest things working against them was the fact they had so many people from different backgrounds. And they, mm-hmm. whenever they came together, there was always, you know, feuds because of that. But then John Herman yeah. came in and said, hey, guys. Little Jordy in a medium top. Yep, exactly. Exactly. This is not our biggest weakness. This is our biggest strength, right, is, is how different we are. And we can use that. Toronto, as Mike mentioned, there are there are destinations in the States that are obviously more Spanish fluent. And,
2: mm-hmm, you know, mm-hmm. Spanish
0: people obviously acclimate to those areas a little bit better. But Toronto is very multicultural. One of the most Canada multicultural
2: is. cities in the world. Absolutely. So I wonder if
0: if the team—I'm not saying they're not doing this—but I wonder if they should embrace that aspect a little bit more. But
1: they do, and though, right? Like they do they, they, do. they do, they do, they do. No, I'm they not. Do. That's what I
0: mean. I'm not saying they're not doing it, but I'm yeah. wondering now that you have the two Italians here.
2: And I—I I think that that's a very, very interesting p- question.
0: It is. Like I don't know. I'm just thinking out loud here.
2: And I love it because I, I I think it's unbelievably fascinating, and and I I think that there's some meat to that. You know, I think you we do found have
1: a, a segment for a future show because yeah, I well, want I mean, to bring somebody in who can speak to that a little bit more fluently from a Canadian. Oh, perspective, amazing, amazing! Um, because amazing. that would be that would be a great conversation because I think there's opportunity yeah. there for TFC to really sort of strike that sort of talent pool, which we really. Kind of only have skimmed the surface of very, very, mm-hmm. very shallow, uh, shall we? Um, last question here um, before we wrap up. Uh, just a quick, this is kind of an amalgamation of a ton of questions I got, but just any updates even on, on my rundown. TFC. Yeah. Uh, any update on uh, out of contract TFC players in terms of if they're signing, if they're not signing, especially I got a question about Chris Mavinga. Um, yeah, obviously, also questions. Tons of also questions um questions. So Those that's really team, for my right? just, yeah. Yeah.
0: It would just be those two players. Um, yeah, okay, really. well, the update I can give you on Jonathan Ozario is, I mean, I've said this number of times in our breaking news, but Osorio wants either A, a lot of money, or B, to play for a Champions League team, right? But if you're not going to get either of those, then we'll see what's next, right? We'll see yep. what happens at the World Cup, right? The World Cup literally can make or break Jonathan Osorio's future. Um, so we'll see. Um Chris Mavinga um, trying to say, what, what can I give away here?
1: Uh... let <laughs> <laughs> just try to word Smith this, right? Yeah. Here. yeah. Gotta, redact. To, redact. I to, redact, yeah, redact. I
0: have to tread, tread carefully here. Um, I'd be surprised if Mavinga and the team work out a deal. But I do know contract negotiations are still going on. I'll leave it at that.
1: Yeah, yeah. I, I don't think you're, I don't think you're like breaking anything there, right? Like I think a lot of people do not expect Chris Mavinga to be back. I feel like no. that is a sentiment within TFC Live. Like I think just, that ship is sailed. Yeah, yeah. yeah. I, I don't think that's, I don't think that's news to a lot of people. Um, but fair enough. Uh, we'll leave it at that uh, for the questions. Mm-hmm. Thank you everybody for submitting your burning questions this week. Love burning really questions. There were a ton Love. of them. I didn't get to them all. Uh, nice. Well, we've always got next yeah, there's next weekend. We'll probably have a lot more because we're sort of getting uh, ramped up mm-hmm. for said World Cup. Um, but let's outro this thing. So, thank you for listening to another episode of Toronto Till I Die. Uh, we'll be back next week with another episode as usual. Um, over the next few weeks, we're trying to like up the follows on Twitter because uh, Uncle Elon might make us pay for all that shit soon. So, well, now and... we're all shadow
2: banned. That's great. Yeah, I know Thanks exactly. Or mind. we're yep. gonna get yep. shadow
1: banned. One of the two. Yep. Uh, but give us a follow at uh, Toronto Till I Die. Uh, Here on Twitter, if you don't already, tell your friends, tell your brother and your sisters too. Um, And also, Mm. uh, give our sister show, The Tunnel Club, a follow as well, at TFC Tunnel Club. And I have exciting news for those people who love listening on Twitter spaces for TFC Tunnel Club. We will be back. Sean and I will be back this Sunday at 10 a.m. as we will be live, uh, doing a live show of the Canadian men's national team roster drop um on tsn nice. so right now it's scheduled for 10 o'clock if tsn changes anything don't get upset we'll figure love it out it. at some point but sean and i will love be it back Can't this wait. weekend this sunday so look out for that on all the tfc tunnel club twitter uh profile we'll post the shows there look forward on mastodon <laughs> dude i was looking at mastodon today i was like hmm maybe it might yeah, be my a brain might broke be the time my might brain time.
2: broke immediately but i will i will <laughs> Once the time comes,
1: I'll, I'll, I'll figure it out. I You'll suppose. figure out, I Mastodon? Yeah. <sighs> yeah. Okay, let's not get into a Mastodon conversation. Okay, we're going to wrap up the show. No. Uh, all right. Uh, gentlemen, any last words before we uh, we head out to this week? Mastodon. <laughs>
0: <laughs> no, nice. I think expansion draft is probably going to be going down before the next time we see each other, if I'm not mistaken. So there uh, will yes. be some no, less content. So stay tuned and... Hopefully, mm-hmm. you know, we're not talking about a TFC player getting picked. Or hopefully we are, depending on which way you look yeah, at it. Yeah, that's right.
1: That's, that's right. Way it's going to happen. Who gets protected, who doesn't. Uh, <laughs> fair enough. Yeah. Okay. Uh, all right. So for Jeffrey P. Nesker, for Michael Singh, I'm Mike Newell. Thanks for listening, and we'll see you all next week. Cheers, everybody.
0: And wait, and wait. And baby, I'm TFC till I die.